Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Star Trek, the original series, season 3, episode 17, it's called That Which Survives. So, full spoilers for the episode as always. So what is this episode? This episode, they find a strange planet referred to as a ghost planet that really shouldn't exist. So, Kirk along with Sulu and McCoy and a red shirt who's not a red shirt. I almost feel like they were catching on that people were making fun of them at this point, that the red shirts always die. So they sent a blue shirt to die. Joe, it made me laugh because there was a point where we got a scene with him on his own. A little bit before he died, I was like, this hmm. feels like a red shirt scene, but he's not in a red shirt. What's going on here? He's a red shirt. He's a red shirt in disguise, but he's, he's still yeah. a red shirt. Uh, that said, there's other, another actual red shirt that dies this episode. Maybe it was just like, oh, we can't have two in one episode. We'll, we'll, we'll shake it up. Never, well, never, never stopped them before. It, it never did. But again, maybe they were aware of the reputation that the term red yeah. shirt was becoming something. Um, I don't know. Maybe yeah. they, I don't know if they were aware of it. But, uh, so they go there to check it out. And some mysterious force sends the Enterprise with Spock in charge. Almost, uh, was it, it 999,000? Was it million? No, no, I think it was supposed to be just a, a thousand light years, right? And it was like 990.7 or something like that. Yeah, 999.7, he was, he was very accurate. He was given... I, I noticed this, there was a couple of, like, the uh, the woman who was, like, doing Sulu's job on the bridge, but never seen before. But she had lots of little moments in this one where every time, like, Spock would, like, I'd appreciate if you were more accurate. Uh, officer, and yeah. he, he kept he kept chastising her. I was like, "Wait, is she going to be like a recurring thing?" I also thought it was funny that at one point Kirk references Chekhov, who's not in this episode, and that stuck out to me because I feel like they never do that when someone's not in the episode. It's like they don't exist. Do you know what I feel the uh, the reason for this one in particular is? Was that I think this episode was originally written for Chekhov, not Sulu, because it's been a while since we've had Sulu on one of these missions. Sure, and for whatever reason. They changed it, you know. You know, the, the the guy couldn't make filming that week. You know, scheduling whatever happened. They were like, oh, just Sulu, right? Okay, you, we'll just it, play him, and they, they just left that line in there and just added an extra thing. We're like, oh, that sounds like Chekhov. Yeah, I just added one extra little wisecrack of the hair. For what the Russian story that brought Chekhov's yeah. Mr. Sulu. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you, you may be right. You may be right. But so yeah, so Spock and Scotty are on the Enterprise trying to fix the weird Enterprise issues, which are sort of barreling them out of control and make, make them explode as well as try to get back to the planet so they can help Kirk and Co because Kirk and Co are stranded on the planet with no supplies uh, no food or water uh, they're uncovering some mysteries and ultimately of course there's a mysterious woman who is kind of ghost-like in that she kind of just appears and then touches someone and they die and then she disappears with a, a kind of a ridiculous uh, effect it, it's, it's like they turn her into a 2D cutout yes. and then turn it sideways. Yes, but my, the, the, my favourite part of it though is that when it turns it sideways, the thin kind of like, you know, the thickness let's say it turns her into like an inch thick cardboard, right? Yeah. The inch thick width at the side then has like a line that kind of like you know, detracts inwards until it disappears. Yeah. It's like a really yeah. weird effect. It's, it's bizarre. It's it is a, strange. I mean, obviously this is not true because it's the sixties, but it's almost like someone found like a, a like a stock effect on their on their Photoshop or After Effects and wanted to use it, so they just clicked the button. Now, obviously that's again that's not true because it's you know the sixties. They don't have that, but it's just no. That's, that's, I know it kind of feels like that. Yeah, it felt like that. Oh, I found this effect. I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it. So. Hey, I mean, if if, that, if 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 I if I gave in to those whims, there'd be lightning coming out of Connor's nostrils 
every oh, other episode. Probably. Yeah, I'd, I'd be having fun with that. Um, how how could I make him even more ginger? I'll, I'll put up the reds. I, I don't think you need help with that, to be honest. <laughs> so I'll ask the question. Connor, did you enjoy That Which Survives? I enjoyed parts of it. <laughs> I enjoyed, yeah, the, the the survival on the planet stuff. I enjoyed Spock and, and Sky. Mm-hmm. I really didn't like anything with the woman. Yeah, no, I, I'm kind of on the same boat where I liked Spock being in charge and him and Scott. Because Scotty keeps answering things emotionally and he keeps using little metaphors and he keeps like, you know, at one point he's like, oh, can we get back to the, the planet? And uh, Scotty's like, yeah, I'll take a while, but we'll, we'll get there, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do. I'll do can you do warp eight, Scott? He's like, oh, I'll even do a little bit more than warp eight. I'll, I'll sit on top of the engines and you know, you know, nurture them myself. And you know, Spock takes that literally and says, you know, Mister Scott, that that's a very, uh, you know, uncivilized and unprivileged way to, to present yourself and won't accomplish much of anything. And Scott, yeah. he's just you know, so, so them trying to like communicate with each other uh, was was good fun. Uh, for the most part, I like seeing Spock and Charlie. That was probably my favorite stuff in the episode, and then yeah, the stuff with Kirk and Co on the on the planet was was all right. It was it felt a little bit repetitive to me because it I felt like they wanted us to believe they they were wandering around for miles, but ultimately they kept just circling the same rock. Yeah, it it, uh, it got worse that went on because of that. But at, at first, like, okay, you know, we know there's these things here. There's got to be water somewhere. Let's try and find it. I like yeah. those elements. Yeah, my my problem in this episode was actually what the plot was once it went into it because the woman herself like i felt like nothing was really explained all that well in this episode they never really explored why there's like a a, a, you know this weird planet that's grown out of like nowhere that shouldn't really exist i mean there's like a quick explanation at the end but it's not there's not much to it it's just kind of you know yeah the the, the ai who that runs this thing you know has created this woman to like come and attack us and she can only attack the one that she was designed to attack for that given scene so they establish that she shows up, she touches you, and you die. But she has to be planning to kill that specific person. Because later on, she comes to kill Sulu, and I'm like, well, Sulu's not going to die, he's not a red shirt. And she does touch him a little bit, and he gets, like, his shoulder gets hurt a bit. But then she touches Kirk, and Kirk's fine. And it turns out, oh, no, wait, she has to, she can only kill the one that she's specifically sent to kill, and anyone else is safe. So that becomes a bit of a thing later on, where like, oh, I'm here for you, Kirk. So then, you know, McCoy and Sulu just jump in front and I, like. I, I love that they, they don't just jump in front. Kirk goes, "If you would, gents." Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and they're like, oh, "There we go, step in front." And I was like, "Okay, this is a fun idea." And then it just became them just sort of standing there as a as a wall for like five minutes. Like it got really because they immediately just got around it by going, "Well, we'll just create two more women to to go for Sulu and McCoy." I'm like. Okay, that makes sense, but it takes any drama out of it. Yeah, I, I felt like there was there was more stuff to do with this 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 plot device. Like, let's say there was more to actually do on the planet with them trying to find resources and maybe they do find some food or water or something like that. But it's like okay, because of how this works, we have to stay together. And then maybe like there could be times where oh no shit, one of us has to split up and go into the the cave or whatever to fetch something. So that leaves the person who's got on their own very vulnerable. Whereas the other two will be kind of fine because if it's you know if, if she's there for one of them, the other one can play the, the interference. Yeah, I know I agree, and I, I think it it lost it a bit as well towards the end where it just created more of her. 
like yeah. for each one. I think if it was just one thing and it had to like switch between them almost, yeah, that would have been more fun. Yeah, it could have played with the rules. It could have like set like an established thing and then worked around it, as opposed to just kind of, okay, well, all right, sure. Uh, but it just by the time we got to the end and they're in the sort of because eventually the rock opens up and there's like a, a hidden base and stuff. When it got to the end, I was just kind of like, oh, that's the ending. Okay, we're done. Yeah, I just, just didn't really care. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing though I feel like the script didn't even care the script just kind of like oh let's just quickly wrap this up I I feel like sh- there's more interesting stuff to do with a planet that's artificial right there's more interesting yeah. stuff to do with this idea and it's just kind of like I don't know it's just a backstory and they get like a message from the original woman that, that all these like you know copies were based on and she's like oh if you're re- you know you're t- listening to this years later you know I, I am dead everyone's dead and you know the AI was designed to try and protect the place and I just I don't know. I felt like it was going through the motions a lot of the time, even though I I really enjoyed how the different characters were handling different things. Like Spock and Scotty, specifically on the Enterprise as a pair, and them trying to work together and uh, solve yeah. things. I think one of my favourite moments for them is, is uh, Scotty's like, hey, you know, we've got about 15 minutes till we blow up. Mm-hmm. And Spock's like, I mean, 14.87. And Scotty's like, I mean, fine, take a few seconds either way, but it doesn't really matter. We're not going to be here to have this banter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we get this scene where Scotty has to, like, crawl into, like, a tube where there's, like, you know, the, the reactor is and he has to uh, try and reverse the antimatter or some bollocks. I don't know. There's, there's a lot of techno babble <laughs> flying around was, at this point. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's one of these sort of, like, oh, it's counting down. It's, we're all going to die. And he has to try and reverse things before before the ship explodes. Uh, because at this point the ship just keeps going faster and faster it's at like warp 11 something and it's like okay the, the ship's just going to blow up because it's not designed to travel this nothing's designed to travel this fast this is this is absurd yeah. absurd speeds um, and you know and there's a little bit here where like the again the officer who's doing Sulu's job kind of implies that she wants to pull Scotty out as soon as there's a sign of trouble and, and Spock's like no 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 only on my order you know, you know Spock's going to push it further yeah. if he has to but they never really do anything with it. There's never like a tense moment where it looks like she might do it on her own. Like I thought they were going to play yeah. with it. They're going to like, oh, there's going to be a tense moment. She's going to maybe go against his order because she she cares more about you know keeping him alive than she does, you know, completing the task. Um, but no. But no. Yeah. It's, it's it's a very how do I put it? It's a very lukewarm episode, and not just in terms of quality overall, but just in terms of the way it treats its ideas. It's like, oh, here's an idea. It's just kind of there. And yeah, then... it's not offensively bad. This one, it's oh, just no. like it, it feels. Just like, I don't understand why it exists. I feel like, like so... even some of the bad ones, I understand what what the, I mean. They fail yeah. really badly. Don't get me wrong, but I, I get what they were trying. I get why it's an episode. This one, I don't know what the point was. I mean, if the goal was just to have like Spock as captain for the episode and like having. Scotty have to deal with the situation because it felt like there was more screen time with them than there was Kirk and the rest of them. Honestly, it felt like it was more focused on them, which was nice. It was a nice yeah. change, uh, but it doesn't really. I don't know. Often we'll talk about like not just episodes of Star Trek, but just like movies and TV shows in general. We'll sometimes talk about how IDs are undercooked. The episode will feel undercooked. This is probably the most undercooked episode I've ever felt. Where it, it just seems like. They never actually sat down and did a second draft or explored the ideas or said, oh, hey, what can we do with this idea? They just... The, the first thing that came to mind, just threw it there and that was it. Yeah. Because they, they had an episode already filled. They had to, like, oh, no, we need another one. 
So that's just quickly yeah, pretty much thrust together. So I will say it's funny that you know I think so badly of like the the budget for for Star Trek, especially at this point for season three, where I expect the worst. And you know, we've had quite a few bottle episodes set on the Enterprise, right? Yeah. And even you know where they've just used the Enterprise set again, like a couple of episodes ago, right? Was that last episode? Oh. Um, last on, episode. on the other planet. There's last, uh, last episode. Yeah. And so there was the point where they were going in the the transporter, and they started going, and the woman showed up, and I thought, okay, this is it. They're not actually leaving to this planet. They're stuck on the Enterprise again. I thought that's where I was going for a second, but at least they went somewhere. Yeah, it I wasn't mean, very interesting. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't mind it all been set in Enterprise. Like, if the the writing's good, whatever. Like, give me a bottle episode. No, no, it's I, fine. Just, I just thought. Uh, I feel like we've had a lot of them this season, like that. Yeah, um, or at least in this middle chunk of the season. But yeah, so it's, it's kind of just. It's just yeah, it's not a terrible episode. It's just. It, it just, it just kind of feels like it never really does anything with any of its ideas. It just it, it just it's a little bit of survival uh, on, on in both camps. And maybe that's one of the other things that lets it down a little bit is that it's survival. It's you know it's like you know we eat food and water in one place, and then the other place is oh we need, we need to solve the technical disaster, or we're going to blow yeah. up. So they're both survival stories. It's just one's a ticking time bomb, and one's a more of a, a you know man versus nature kind of thing but it never really feels like it goes into the man versus nature i mean kurt keeps saying they're going to find food and water but there's never like any signs of them <laughs> actually becoming weaker or anything like that they never even seem very thirsty no they don't um there's a point where kurt's like right okay we're gonna go sleep now tomorrow we need to find water or we're screwed i'm like okay so you, you you're going a day now without water should you not be a bit thirsty I mean, maybe half a day you've been there for you know Six hours also worth mentioning whatever. they're woken up halfway through the sleep and it's, it's, it's on Sulu's watch because Sulu's got first watch it's not even a full sleep it's Sulu was on watch first he gets attacked by the lady and he wakes them up and then they're just up from then so they're not even there that long <laughs> when you really stop and think about it it's a fair point it never actually gets to a point where it's like oh no they're actually in danger of, of, of you know uh, you know, dying of hunger. Or, or... No, I think there was one point where, when when they when Spock and I realized, oh, the stars have changed. You know, we're we're here yeah. to get back. It's going to be like eleven and a half hours. So they're about twelve, fourteen hours. Did they specify how how long it would take to get back? Yeah, yeah, they did. Did they? okay, I don't remember that. Yeah, he definitely said. You know, cause it, it was one of those corrections where. The, the woman was like, oh, it'll take about 12 hours. And Spock's like, 11 okay. and a half. Well, that's, that sounds about right. <laughs> uh, that's why I remember, because it was one of those. Um, and, and if anything, it was quicker than that, because the ship started going to ridiculous speeds. Oh, that's true. It did go quicker than, than he'd ever thought yeah. before. F- f- four warp speeds more, in fact, at one point. Uh, so, so, you know, chop some a few hours off of that time, probably. No, but, that's true. But hey... Uh, but yeah, that's that's that what survives. It's not it's not a terrible episode, but it's just it just kind of feels oddly because I, I think a lot of the ones recently, as much as they've not been the greatest, the things we've liked about them have been like okay, there's some good ideas here. We can see what they're doing with them, even if they're not to their fullest potential. This one's a little bit more just straight up mailed because it, everything this, about it feels mailed. Probably one of the most forgettable episodes of the season. Yes, yes. 
which is not to be mistaken for one of the worst episodes of the season. But... No, because no, you know they're that bad, they're, they're memorable. This is just uh, yeah. You, know, you you asked me in three weeks. I'm not gonna remember what this is. Yep, yeah, that's fair. Uh, so there you go that's the episode that is episode 17 of season 3 we'll be back next week with episode 18 uh, so let us know what you thought of this one in the comments below like and subscribe all that stuff well, go over to patreon.com slash TV. you can get these episodes a week early if you, for, for $1 at the $1 tier but there's obviously upper tiers as well but go over there supports us uh, keeps the shows coming uh, and just uh, you know it gives you a nice warm fuzzy feeling for, for, for helping us out uh, but you can support us in a number of ways including liking and subscribing and all that stuff uh, but yeah get us on twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates uh, but otherwise that is us so thank you very much once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching Star Trek guys and we'll see you next time